Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi everyone, this is Tara Williams with The Mom Manual. I am so excited for our guest today. Kelsey Nixon is a mom of three. She's a cooking show host and a cookbook author. Today, she's going to talk to us about how to fall in love with feeding your family. Welcome to the podcast, Kelsey. Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I'm so happy to be here. I am happy you're here because as a mom of four, who literally does not cook. Yes, you heard that right. We don't cook. We also (laughs) don't order out. So I don't know what our kids eat. Um, I am thrilled to go through these tips and lessons that you have today. They are good ones. But for anyone who doesn't know you, Kelsey, can you give us a quick background on who you are and how you became a show host and a cookbook author? How cool. Yes. So my passion has always been rooted in the home cook and helping the home cook get family dinner on the table. And I first got my start in, I went to, um, I got my undergrad degree in broadcast journalism and I loved food television. And after an internship at Martha Stewart living, I decided food television is my passion. And so I ended up starting a college cooking show a long time ago at my university. And that really kicked off this whole career in, in food television. So I went to culinary school. I was on a reality show on Food Network where you compete to win your own cooking show. And while I didn't win that show, it did introduce me to Food Network. And I ended up getting a show that was executive produced by Bobby Flay. And we had five glorious seasons of my show called Kelsey's Essentials, which was all about the basics in the kitchen. And then that morphed into a few other shows for the network. Um, And most recently I hosted a game show where families compete uh, to cook dinner called Dinner Takes All. And it's just been a really wild and fun career. Uh, Written a cookbook called Kitchen Confidence. that's all about um, learning the essentials in the kitchen. And I just, my passion is food and family. And so it's been a real gift that I've been able to kind of craft a career around those things. Okay. This is amazing. And I'm going to say you are the first celebrity. Yes. I called oh, that hardly. On podcast because, oh my gosh, that is so much cool. Amazing to me, once in a lifetime type things. And you've done them all. And I love how you just went well. through it casually. Like, oh, well, like with Bobby Flay and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so you are well, I it's been it's been wild and fun but don't give me too much credit there's also been a lot of um luck involved in being in the right place at the right time but um yeah it's been it's been really fun okay but luck is when preparation meets opportunity and right to grab it <laughs> and for everyone listening you can't see but Kelsey is sitting in her kitchen which is beautiful thank um, you Kelsey, let's jump in to our takeaways what's the first one you have for everyone All right. So I just want to first acknowledge, like I am a family food expert. I am a food professional and I have three young kids. My oldest is nine. My youngest is 18 months. And I just want you to know that if it feels difficult to get dinner on the table, you are not alone. 
It is a struggle every single day of my life. And I'm supposed to be the expert. I just want people to know that it's a really, really tough thing. But I also want you to know that I believe in my very core that family dinner is worth prioritizing. And whether you want to come at it from the angle of science and scientific research that supports the benefits of having regular family dinners or look at it from a family ritual or culture perspective. It's just a good thing. And I think anyone who's raising kids would agree that having regular family dinners is something they would like to have in their household. But why does it feel so difficult? It's just, it's such a battle. So I wanted to give you guys some lessons, some tips to kind of help with that battle. Um, Because for me, even when it's chaotic, and trust me, we do not have a family dinner where all five people stay seated. Someone's running around, someone's spilled their milk and I'm getting something or the other. It's chaos most of the time, but I still feel like it's one of the most important things we do as a family each day. So the first thing I want to recommend is if you are feeling like you are in a stage or a state of kitchen burnout or cooking burnout, if you find yourself saying often, I don't know what to make for dinner. I can't stand having to decide. Will somebody else just decide? Or you're frustrated that your kids don't stay seated at the dinner table and it's chaos. I think the best thing you can do is to carve out some time on a weekend. Maybe it's a Saturday night while you have a show on, or maybe it's a Sunday morning before everybody's gotten up and to do like a mini kitchen revamp. And what I mean by that is taking some time to take a look at your pantry, to take a look at your refrigerator, take a look at your freezer, toss what's expired, take kind of an inventory of what you have on hand and get yourself set up for success. And I like to kind of equate this to, if I were to start, let's say I'm I'm not exercising at all. And it's like, I got to start exercising. The best thing I can do to get myself motivated to exercise is to go buy a new workout outfit. I was just, I I was thinking walk, but then I'm like, no, 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 buy an outfit. (laughs) Buy an outfit. Right. Where it's like, oh, I feel like I'm ready to do this now. This feels exciting now. It is so much easier to cook in a kitchen that is set up for success. Even if you were to just organize your silverware drawer, I'm telling you by creating, everyone talks about the kitchen being the heart of the home, but it tends to be one of the rooms we neglect the most as well. If you were to spend some time organizing any room in your house, it should be your kitchen because it's the kitchen that functions the most often for our family three times a day we're eating and so if it's cluttered if it's messy if you don't know what's in the back of your fridge and trust me I have been there it's going to make it more difficult so I like to say organize outfit and optimize for easy cooking so when it comes to organizing I'm so sorry to tell you but you gotta take everything out maybe it's just one drawer maybe it's just your fridge maybe it's your pantry but you take it all out you take stock of what you have you put it back in and make a list of what you need. On the outfitting angle, I want you to think about, I've been married almost 15 years. Maybe you've been married longer. Maybe you're not married, but maybe you find yourself looking at that nonstick pan that started peeling two years ago. And you're like, I really should replace that. Nothing makes dinner more exciting than when you've got a new pan to cook with. So it might be time to invest in something you need. And that might be just the thing you need to get yourself excited about cooking. And just those two things, organizing and outfitting, that's going to set you up for easier cooking. So that's my first tip. Think about just dedicating some time on a weekend to get your kitchen in better working order. I couldn't agree more because I actually have these, I'm, I'm really famous. You're famous. I'm famous for my cooking. 
<laughs> so it's my mom's recipe and every party we go to, everyone always asks me to make them, but I have the nastiest cookie pans. They're just sure. burnt and they're no longer even, I can't even scrape them off. And every time I think is the food from there going to like leach into the cookie. And I just went out and I bought three new pans and they're beautiful and they're nonstick and they're blue and they're so exciting. And yes, yes. it is like the new outfit where I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. So that is great advice. And you can donate this stuff, right? You don't have to just exactly. don't feel guilty. Somebody will love it. So donate totally. what you love and get rid of it. And you know, I think of this too, as think about when we first got married and especially for the people, like you said, you've been married 15 years, those wedding gifts or first home yes. gifts that right. you have never used that maybe for you, it's a crock pot. Maybe it's the panini maker, right? Just get rid right. of it and buy something you like. So I'm already, my mind is ticking through. It's Friday when we're recording this, what I'm going to do this weekend to outfit and organize my kitchen. I love it. Well, and maybe you can reward yourself if you take the time to sit down and organize a portion of your kitchen, reward yourself by buying something, right? Buying something that's going to make your life easier in the kitchen. So yeah. if it's the pantry, maybe you're going to buy some of those OXO pop top containers, or if okay. it's your cookware, you're going to go through your cookware and get rid of things you don't use or that are in poor condition. Maybe you're finally going to treat yourself to that Le Creuset Dutch oven because you want to make soups and stews this fall or winter. And that's a fun way to get excited about it. I love it. My mind is literally thinking of yes. right now. <laughs> I have probably three different cabinets that are just junk. Like, I don't even know what's in there. And I'm right. excited to tackle this. I love getting Good. rid of too. Okay. So next I want to talk about how we can make meal planning feel more manageable and meal planning for a long time. I really resisted it because it was like, I barely have time to keep my head above water. What do you mean? I got to take time to meal plan every week, but I'm telling you to answer the question once a week of what's for dinner, as opposed to seven times a week is such a gift to your future self. But I want to acknowledge it's hard. It's hard. It's even hard for me to do it. But I want to give you a couple of quick tips about how to get in this habit of meal planning. Now, just because you're meal planning doesn't mean you have to cook seven home-cooked meals. Meal planning can include picking up, you know, takeout. Or meal planning can include for crying out loud, frozen dino nuggets and sweet potato fries. I don't care. It's more about making the decision than it is creating elaborate meals for your family. And I think that's one of the reasons people feel turned off by meal planning because they think they got to find seven recipes and cook all this food. No, no, no. We're just making the decision of what you're going to make so that you don't have to be stressed about it on a Tuesday at 5.30. So the best way to do this is to dedicate a specific time every week. Now it could be a Saturday morning. For me, it's randomly Thursday night. That is just like the magic time for me. So on Thursdays, I do not do bedtime. My husband knows Thursday is his night to do bath and bedtime. We finish dinner. I do the dishes. And then I always put on a favorite podcast. It's like a habit. It's when I listen to that podcast that I love the most. And I know that when I'm listening to that podcast, that's when I'm going to sit out sit down and map out our meals for the week. And so I sit down and I look at when we have soccer games and when there's baseball and when there's ballet. And I think, oh, my husband's traveling this day or I'm going to be out of town this day. And so I just have an idea of what's coming up. And then I've got a basic calendar. There's nothing fancy about it. And once I know when I need to have meals for my family and when I don't, the next thing I do is I go straight to my fridge and my pantry. And I know that's crazy, but I think 
typically people go to recipes, but let's use what you have, especially because there may be some clues in the refrigerator that might help you decide what to make. Maybe there's, you know, you ended up buying a big bag of French green beans and you've got to use those up. So it's like, all right, on Sunday, what can I do? Oh yeah. We like those green beans when I make chicken piccata, maybe we'll do chicken piccata on Sunday, or it's just, it's a good thing to help you get in the habit of wasting less food using what you have on hand. And it will really help your grocery budget as well. So that's the next thing I like to do. And then I like to actually write out what those meals are going to be. And some of them are full recipes and some of them are just like what I call maintenance meals, like just getting everyone a balanced meal and in whatever way that looks like. But if you don't currently meal plan, I highly recommend it. It doesn't have to be hard. And it's like this technical term called temptation bundling, where you bundle something pleasant with something unpleasant. And so by listening to this podcast, it's this thing I look forward to. And then I get my meals mapped out for the week and I feel more in control of the week before it even starts. Okay. That's genius. And I think all of the moms listening to this can relate as a mom of four kids, we literally have something every night. And sometimes it's three 30 to five 30. Sometimes it's, you know, six to seven 30. My girls do something that I pick them up at eight o'clock. So it's like, I have to feed them before, but I agree. There is nothing worse than you come home, you go into the kitchen and you're just like, what am I going to do? And you don't even have the idea of the frozen nuggets, which you could have executed if you had a meal plan. And I think it's, when you say seven days a week, it becomes this, it's so overwhelming and it's so burdensome. And so many times you're looking for something quick that it's not even like you're going to unhealthy stuff. Like I just hate even going into my kitchen. So we have a nanny and she does cook the kids dinner most nights because they like to eat at five o'clock, which is really early. And I'm working at five. So she's literally cooking at like four 30, four 15. So it's, I'm still full in my day. But I try to help her and she always jokes. She's like, you don't eat anything. Like, what do you eat? I'm like, I don't know. So it's even for myself where I have no idea. I will go in and just have a yogurt or just some crap. And I don't even like going into my kitchen because I always, it's just overwhelming, but I love this idea of the meal planning and really going back to, again, I believe most people think meal planning means you are making everything from scratch. You are buying one onion and two radishes and it's so daunting. But if we're talking about for the mom who doesn't cook, this is really just, you're going to heat up a pizza tonight. You are going to do leftover Chinese on third. Like it can be really easy. And I love starting there. And then maybe you move into one of the seven nights, we're going to cook something. And then exactly. nights, And then you have a show on chef's network. <laughs> yes. No, true. No, but honestly, like, in fact, just getting real for a second, there was a time where we went through something really awful as a family. We lost a baby and it was so terrible. And I, I went, one of the ways I, I kind of processed my grief is I just kind of stopped cooking for my family. And it was, I was just in such a bad place. And then it made me so sad that this thing that had provided so much passion and excitement for me at one point was like gone. Yeah. And so the way I kind of pulled myself out of that is I did, I started cooking one day a week. It was Sunday. And the reason it was Sunday is because everyone was home. I wasn't worried about you know, afternoon activities for my kids or me having to work late or my husband having to work late. I knew everyone was going to be home and I made it fun cooking. So Sunday was the day that I did those fun recipes. Maybe I'd seen someone I follow on Instagram or a blogger or a recipe I saw in a magazine that looked exciting to me. And I made it 
about the joy of cooking as opposed to the chore of cooking. And I fell in love with food that way. Honestly, it was cooking once a week that really made me fall in love with food. You know, and now we're back to more of a habit of it. But I think that's a great point. If you're not cooking at all now and you want to be cooking, even if it's just once a week for your family, pick one day, pick one day to do it, pick one recipe a week. And that's a great place to start. And I think to the point too, of the wasting food, I grew up in a family of five and there was no food wasted. There was never enough food. Actually, we'd have to like grab our dinner really frantic. Always. My parents joke, they're like, well, survival of the fittest. (laughs) You guys just make more food. But now I, there's nothing I hate more than going in and seeing, you know, a bottle of whatever, if it's a, a, salad, marinara sauce, or something. And, and then it's expired, right. Or just like a cream cheese or something where that it could have been used if you had planned ahead. So by having this meal plan, it's not even like you have to, it's what's in your fridge already. Yes. You want to treat your kitchen like a grocery store. Like like it's as if you were walking in to say, what do I have? What do I have to work with here? Once you develop the habit, it's awesome. It actually feels super empowering and not to mention, it's a great skill to be able to teach to your kids as we raise our kids and send them out into the world. I really want my kids to have a firm grasp on how to cook a few basic things and how to feed themselves in a balanced way. So it's just a good family habit to develop as well. I love it. I'm here for it. And then finally, I want to share three simple recipe ideas to help you survive in this super busy holiday season. And we're going to call these like recipe not required. Okay. Like I'm, you don't even need a recipe. I'm going to tell you what they are and you're going to get it enough that you can put it on your meal plan for this next week. I want you guys to know, even though as someone who loves food and cooks all the time and cooking is my job, these are three things that I return to over and over again, especially when I am knee deep in deadlines and work and school performances and things like that. So first of all is the rotisserie chicken meal. All right. A rotisserie chicken is such a great thing, whether you're doing, I do a Costco order every week and I always add a $5 rotisserie chicken. And when that thing comes, that is dinner for the night. Rotisserie chicken with some roasted vegetables and maybe I'll make a little pasta on the side or some rice or something like that. Whatever, whatever vegetable is in my refrigerator. Maybe it's baby carrots roasted with a little olive oil, salt, pepper, a little honey drizzled over the top, rotisserie chicken, roasted carrots, salad, pasta, whatever. That's a meal. So let that be a jumping off point for you. Another one is picking up a salad kit. So we make a lot of grain bowls in our house. And the reason I do this is that I like a really hearty salad for dinner. And we call it a grain bowl because I typically add rice or farro or quinoa or barley or something like that. And my kids love grains. So that's something healthy that I can get in them. And I'm making something maybe more elaborate for me and my husband, but I can deconstruct it for them. If I'm adding veggies, like let's say I pick up, like, I think I just got one that was like a fiesta salad kit. And it was like within the creamy avocado dressing and whatever I can add black beans to that, some brown rice to that, some corn, some tomatoes, some cotija cheese, and I have got a delicious burrito type like bowl. And on my kid's plate, cause look, I got a five-year-old, she's super piggy. What that looks like is rice in one section because heaven forbid her food touches one and another, touch, right? Not touch, yep. <laughs> the black beans in the other corner. And then we've got the, av- the cut avocado in the other corner. And it's something that 
I feel good about feeding my family. It's a nice balanced meal, but I feel like I'm getting something substantial. And I didn't have to think that hard about it. I just had to order the salad kit and it was a jumping off point. I was able to use things in my fridge and pantry to, to build a meal. And then finally breakfast for dinner. It is always a hit with my kids. When I say breakfast for dinner, they are stoked. And that usually includes, you know, pancakes or waffles, which we always have the stuff on hand for usually some bacon, scrambled eggs. Lots of times I'll toss in some avocado. We call it avo egg scramble. My kids think it's great. We've got orange juice. We pull the orange juice out and fresh fruit and breakfast for dinner is always, always something that comes together really quickly. And I almost always have the ingredients on hand to make. So those are just three simple ideas. If you're not wanting to order in or go through a drive-through or pick something up and you feel like you have nothing to make, think about breakfast for dinner. Think about tossing a salad kit in your grocery order every week or picking one up if you still go to the grocery store and shop and think about that rotisserie chicken. Anytime I go to the grocery store or I have a grocery order delivered, there's a rotisserie chicken coming and that's what's kicking off my meal that night. Okay, I love this so much. So the breakfast for dinner, yes, is always such a hit and we don't really ever do that like probably once a month, but this is going back to that meal planning. If we just threw that on there, yes, we always have the pancake stuff. We always have eggs, you know, bacon sometimes, but we always have fruit. So like that is very super easy. And for number two, I was thinking, and I can already see parents, like my kids are three and a half, six and a half, eight and nine. And my boys are, I would say pickier than my girls, but my one son doesn't eat. He's super picky. And I'm like, salad, yeah. no way. However, what we do, I feel like we kind of actually do this. So instead of doing the salad, we always have like tortillas on hand. So it's yeah. the same concept and they love refried beans, which is cheap Perfect. can. And then we have same thing. Like we have the rice, we have the corn. So if your kids don't like a salad, go with the tortilla. It is a little, um, what is it? Chipotle, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. And then the rotisserie chicken that, that is really such a good one. Um, my only complaint with the rotisserie chicken is I don't like cutting it up, which sounds so lazy. Like that's, I know lazy. Are you, are you a Costco shopper, Tara? I am. So I have four kids and our nanny lives with us. And then me and my husband. So we, we are great because we have two gallons of milk every week. And so it's perfect for our family. Yes. Costco sells their rotisserie chicken pre-shredded. No. Yes, they do. In (laughs) fact, and it's a lot. And so sometimes what I will do is I will take that pre-shredded. It comes like kind of air packed. Okay. And and it's more chicken than you're going to need for one, for one meal. And it's already shredded. And sometimes they will take that and divide it up. You can have your nanny do this, divide it up into four portions. At least that's what maybe two for your size of family. And then I freeze the other half. So then whenever, whether I'm making, maybe I'm going to make a chicken noodle soup, or maybe I'm going to make a stir fry with chicken or something like that. You just have the chicken all ready to go. It's amazing. amazing. It's the greatest thing. And then you're so really about heating that. it up. You're not cooking yep. anything. Yeah. No, not cooking anything. Okay. I feel like that was a game changer. Wait, yeah. this is kind of random, but I feel like a lot of people stop at Costco. That's a, I would say that's a Costco hack. Do you have yes. other Costco hacks? Cause now I'm getting, okay. We're going to get real simple here. Okay. We love their taco kit. Do you ever buy the street taco kit? Yes, I have before. I like that yeah. a lot too, actually. My kids. So that's another thing. If I cannot cook, I will buy, like if I, if it's a crazy night, I'll buy the, and I usually jazz it up a little bit. Like I add a few more 
like I add a little more cumin and coriander to the meat and then I'll do sour cream and sometimes pickled onions, but I'm a food person. So you don't have to do that. I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. that. Um, another thing I'll do is they have that great non-bread. It's yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, so I'll get that. And then they have a great coconut curry. It's in an orange container. You, eat you that. get the yes. curry, right? Mm -hmm. But then the thing I do to make it extra delicious is I'll get cilantro and a fresh mango. And if you fold in fresh mm -hmm. mango and cilantro into that curry, it is so delicious. And sometimes I'll add some fresh tomatoes. So to that, I'm all for buying things that are pre-cooked. Really, honestly, I hear you. I am in that same chapter of life. But think about opening your fridge. You may not even need to worry about buying something. Right. Open your fridge and see if you have anything else you can add to kind of elevate it a little bit. Because that's going to get you cooking from your hip. And that's going to empower you as a home cook. And that's something I do a lot with some of those um, Costco pre-made things is I just jazz them up a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I actually absolutely love that. Okay. Street tacos. Amazing. I got them. And I think there were one thing was a little bit spicy for my kids, but me and my husband loved it. And then yeah. people are probably listening and they're hearing curry. It is not, I, I would not, call it's that not spicy. spicy. It's, it's sweet. So bland, sweet. My kids love it. We literally just got that combination probably a week ago and they, they eat the whole thing in one night, like that whole tub yes. that's one night. You know what I love about going back to the meal planning and there was a time where I did a really good job of this probably before my nanny, right? Sure. <laughs> he has, he has taken it off my plate, but so now I feel, I feel like a failure kind of, and you know, that's one thing I want to say too, is if you're not doing this, you, you don't, there's seasons, right? Like I, I used to plan and now we're in, I am have a startup business and it's been crazy and I'm working a million hours. And so this is not the season for me to be jazzing up meals, but right. I, I still think doing the meal planning is super important. But there was a time where I really tried to do kind of like food around the world for my meal planning. Uh -huh. So, and this again, like I've always been basic. I am basic as can be with basic. Is, basic is good. Yeah. So it'd be like one night would be always pre-made um, meatballs and then pasta uh -huh. super easy and you'd put it with spaghetti sauce and then I'd get a French roll. Like tonight we're in Italy. <laughs> now right. on bread and the chicken tonight we're in India. Street tacos, we're in Mexico, right? So I think that's a really fun thing. And then we do like pizza, it's American. So that was a cool way for us as a family to mix it up because it can get stale, right? Having the same thing, right. chicken plus something. And then we too would sometimes even talk about like, oh, why is this Italian? And this is this. And, you know, it was just a great like conversation starter. And one thing I wanted to say at the beginning of our conversation, I don't know if you know the stats on this, but I was reading about for families, kids in families that sit down for mealtime. And it was only like two or three times a week. It wasn't even every night right. had lower. It was like depression, anxiety. I mean, absolutely incredible benefits, bonding with their family, feeling accepted. So I think for me, this conversation, gosh, every, anybody who listens to this podcast, they know every time I get on one of these, I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is something I have to do. But really, I mean, this is, we, we do it on the weekends, but we have totally fallen away on the weekdays. And I sure. challenge my husband and myself one day a week, just one that we sit down as a family and like, really I think that's great. And I hope that you're for your listeners listening that if you take anything away from this today, I want you to know that I think that's the most important thing as well. It's not yeah. about what the food is. It's about the act of sitting down 
at the table and breaking bread with the people that you love. That is the true benefit. You could pull out the cold cereal boxes and have cereal night. Honestly, the most important thing is that you're sitting down and having that family ritual. And like you said, don't be overwhelmed and challenge yourself to do it every single night of the week. We get it. Life is crazy. But if you can have some dedicated nights and maybe that's just Sunday right now, maybe that's, you know, whatever it is, I really think you'll see a positive impact on your family for many reasons, for many reasons. And then, you know, there's other things like my son right now and my son who's nine years old, where we have this thing going where he does a rating every night. So regardless of what it is, he rates it out of 10 stars. Mom, this is seven stars. This is eight <sighs> stars. I love And that. we kind of gamified dinner a little bit. Right. And it's really fun. We have, we genuinely have a great time. And so that's why I wanted to say, you know, look how to fall in love with feeding your family. Just get your family to the table, make it a pleasant experience. Don't try and overwhelm yourself with too many recipes. You're trying to cook that it can't be a pleasant experience. So yes, it's about the people. It's about the people and the ritual. I love that. And only in a house where you have a mom who is a professional cooker, would there be a rating? Because my kids would be like, oh, you made me dinner, mom. That's a 10 out of 10 for you. You showed up. I well, love I do. I do test. I test a lot of recipes because that's what I do is I create daily content for people and give them simple recipes ideas. That's what my passion is rooted in. And that's who I try and help. And so, yes, there's a little bit more of that going on in our household, but I'm thinking about these people that are cooking for the nine-year-olds and the five-year-olds. I want these recipes. We're not trying to impress Bobby Flake here. We are trying, we're just trying to get our families fed good balanced meals and create this ritual and tradition of, of family dinner. So yeah, he's, he's a good critic. He's usually pretty nice. I love that. Kelsey, this has been such a fun conversation. I have so many notes down written like street taco, non-brand. Um, so I know my listeners were taking a ton away from this. I would love to jump into our fire round. It's just, Oh, good. All quick questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. What are you currently binging on TV? It might sound like an expected answer, but I love the great British baking show <laughs> and I watched it with, have you ever watched it? I've never watched a cooking show before, sure. but I'm going to watch listen, for sure. Listen, I know you're a mom who works. I like it because I can work while I watch. And it is the happiest, lightest. And for any of your listeners who watch it, it's on Netflix. And it is yeah. just an easy breezy show to have on in the background. And it's a show my entire family can enjoy. So that, and then when I'm really looking to escape, I love Succession. Okay. Two good ones. We'll have to look at, I like the idea of watching it with my kids. What is the most recent book you've read? The most recent book I've read is I just read Dare to Lead Again by Brene Brown. That's I listened to it this time. I was, I was really waiting good. for you to say like um, the autobiography of Bobby Flay or something like that. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. Trust me. Cooking. <laughs> I, le- I love to cook, but I like to... I like to escape as well, but I do. I'm kind of a self-help junkie. So I like, I like self-help stuff. What is your favorite productivity app? I use Google keep, which is like a note or list taking app. And I love it. It's like a virtual to do like a digital to-do list. And I can click the check boxes and I can color code the list and it's simple. There's nothing really fancy about it, but Google keep has been a lifesaver for me. That's a new one. I'll have to check that out. How about what is your go-to de-stressor? A hot bath. 
For sure. That is such a popular one. I need yeah. to get back to, to, into bathing again. Again, I always did it when I was pregnant. I took a bath every yes. night and now I just shower. Thank you so much for coming on here. Where can everyone find you? Your um, listeners can find me at Kelsey Nixon on Instagram. You can also check out my website, KelseyNixon.com. And I'm so excited. I am just launching my newest project. I'm calling it my dollar recipe club because it's a dollar recipe. It's only $5 a month. I send you five new recipes that are perfect for weeknights, family friendly, as few dishes as possible. And to celebrate the launch of recipe club, I'm giving free groceries away for a year to one person, which is super exciting. I need, but I just kind of, Right. I felt like the ultimate gift to help with the burden of weeknight meals might be buying someone's groceries for a year. So you'll have to come uh, check out my Instagram page and in the month of December, the we'll take giveaway entries up until the 31st and someone's going to get a pretty great prize at the end of it. Okay. That's amazing. I, there's lots of different, you know, giveaways and stuff, but seriously, I think that was, that just made me the most excited. Right. <laughs> year, you guys, Who doesn't want that? everybody needs it. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tara. Appreciate it.